everybody. Uh, Dan, welcome to Holy Shit. Thank you for being here. This is a non-guest week, so uh, you're going to get a shorter version of me just yammering on about uh, some Bible stuff and uh, and talking about some things. But a little business to get out of the way first. Uh, I It's really important for the algorithms, apparently, that you guys go and you like rate the podcast and uh, give us a rating and give us a comment. And the more of those we get, the higher we move in the rankings and then more people see it and then more people can listen to it and have something valuable as opposed to Joel Osteen. So apparently there's like 2,000 of you out there right now uh, that subscribe to this thing. If you all went this weekend we could pass Joel Osteen's 835 comments. So, you know, do with that what you will. I, I, I think it's worthwhile just to make Mr. Osteen slightly weirded out as, as to, like, why he is now, like, eighth in podcasts and <laughs> religious podcasts in Canada rather than, like, seventh. I think that that would disconcert him for, like, four seconds and then he would probably move on to thinking about like man my teeth are shiny um but that's part of the thing that we're going to talk about today um so yeah uh rank on itunes um follow me at dan taylor talks comment on some stuff then i know that you really exist and aren't just like lies uh that a computer is telling me and uh and I'll keep doing this thing rather than getting discouraged and, and stopping doing it because it is work that um, I do not get paid for in any way, shape, or form. We operate in, uh, in this world where a lot of people that are succeeding in ways that we measure succeeding, including like teeth shininess and uh, financial success, a lot of people that are profiting and, and are loud and seem to have a lot of influence uh, are people who are vacuous at uh, best and empty and kind of like just silly at best and uh, dangerous imposters at worst. And it... It's tough to, it's sometimes tough to discern if it's always been like this or if this is just a recent phenomenon or if this is a social media fueled phenomenon, but this whole influencer class and the loudness of voices on social media and the loudness of voices in, in media in general and in news, and it's just, it gets frustrating because people that that seem to think and have nuance and and can see issues from both sides and have uh, ideas that don't necessarily fit into 240 characters are seem to be pushed further and further to the sides and to the margins, um, while the 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 volume and the 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 vast majority of conversation seems to be in our in our world right now seems to be dominated by the loudest and dumbest of us. And this is not a, a, a right-left thing or a 
one's conservative versus uh, like non-conservative thing. This is like a or a traditional versus uh, versus progressive thing. This is this is just a the loudest and dumbest of us seem to be dominating the conversation, and anyone who actually wants to engage in conversation is pushed to the margins, and, and that that becomes frustrating. Uh, and it becomes even more frustrating when you seem to see the people profit off this. And and I don't have much to say about this other than to, to, to acknowledge the fact that according to the Bible, this isn't new. This is a very, very old phenomenon. And, you know, to, to, to quote some poet that I, I can't remember who it was, but, but it was ever thus, you know. And uh, in these days, I often find myself going back to Psalm 73, which is a poem. Uh, it's a psalm of Asaph, if that means anything to you. But uh, but it's a poem where it talks about, and I'll just read some of it. You know, um, it says uh, it starts off with him just saying a regular psalm thing. Surely God is Israel, good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. This is Psalm 73, by the way. But as for me, my foot had almost slipped, for I nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant, and I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles, their bodies are healthy and strong, they are free from human burdens, they are not plagued by human ills, therefore pride is their necklace, and they clothe themselves in violence." From their hearts come no no come uh, callous hearts comes iniquity. From their their evil imaginations have no limits. This is I I think this is so fascinating to me because you can imagine Asaph writing this while scrolling Instagram, you know, seeing this kind of influencer class that just never seems to lack for anything, and. And and yet, just looking around at the struggles around us, you know, and not to, and and beyond that, just the the evil of the world around us. Asaph continues. They 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 scoff and speak with malice, with arrogance. They threaten opposition, uh, threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven. Their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore, people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, "How would God know? Does the Most High know?" anything the, this idea that there's this group of people that that just seem to operate with no thought for human beings and and the way that their words are going to impact the general population or the or the way that they're uh the the outcomes that might happen the, you know so you, you get your 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 peers morgans or your or your candace owens or your you know, like your MSNBC crowd, or all these people that just that that just talk and talk and talk and talk without any sort of thought or implication for how uh, it might be affecting other people, and 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 it's easy to imagine just like scrolling, you know, Asaph writing this is scrolling through his Twitter feed, getting more and more frustrated at these just you know series of trolls that seem to just speak with impunity and and just operate and bring everything down to the lowest level 
you know, the, this isn't new. Asaph is is discussing this in a in an obviously pre-social media age. Uh, Asaph is talking about this in 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 ancient Israel, where you know, uh, the, where writing was not common. You know, but this was still an issue that the wicked seemed to prosper. That 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 people who were willing to take advantage of others seemed to do quite well at it. So why ought we to bother? What does it, what does it matter to do the right thing? And I, Asaph continues, and this is in verse 13. He says, Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted. Every morning brings new punishments. It's just like, what good does it do any of us to do the right thing? It's not profitable. You know, what is profitable seems to be lying. What is profitable seems to be uh, just stirring up enmity and arrogance for the sake of stirring up enmity and arrogance. What seems to be profitable is trolling and shitposting and, and just being a bully you know it's gross and it's frustrating but the writer of Asaph but 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 the writer of this psalm Asaph says that rejects that thought ultimately he says if I had spoken out like that I would have betrayed your children when I tried to understand all this it troubled me deeply you know, and there's, it's interesting that, that, like, I gotta admit, you know, like, the first 14 verses of this are really easy for me to agree with, that I've spent, you know, even pre-COVID times, I've spent most of the last two years in this place where I'm just like, what good does it do anyone to do the right thing, you know, um... I was in a position a couple of years ago where where I was doing the right thing and and it cost me you know and <laughs> a lot and uh, and led to a lot of people that I thought were friends um, you know uh, not wanting to hear the truth about a, a situation that our church was in so you know and and blaming me for 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 pointing out the truth rather than the the person who was actually doing wrong so it's really easy for me to to i was this person you know i i could easily put asaph's words in my own mouth and and i think for a lot of us if we're honest we could easily put asaph's words in our mouth as well but there's consequences to this to this thought pattern of just like scrolling through the the feeds being like well none of this matters and everything is a loss and and why should why ought and i ought i to be evil as well you know and he, because he says that you know asaph says when my he was grieved and embittered and and this is i find this verse so fascinating in 22 when when my heart was grieved and my spirit was embittered Asaph says, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. You know, it's interesting. Like, he says he got dumber for focusing on the success of the wicked. He he got less understanding of the world in which he lived from focusing on the success of the wicked. And then, in addition, he was a brute beast. And, and I don't know what that looked like for Asaph, but I know that for me... Um, Focusing on the success of the charlatans and focusing on the inability of 
especially Christian people around me, to discern between what was true and what what is not true, and just seeming to lack all wisdom and ability to to remember what the Bible actually says. Um, the cost was that I was kind of shitty to my wife and children. You know, I was grumpy. I was frustrated. I was inconsistent. It was, I, I was a brute beast, you know, um, to the people that needed me the most, to the people that, that I was called to the most. Um, and, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm working through that. We're, we're fine. But, uh, but that was the cost of living in the, the first 14 verses of Psalm 73 of, of, of just focusing on these people who are, who have no struggles, you know, that are free from common human ills, but, 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 but seem to think that God doesn't matter. So what is, what was the antidote? And this is what I'm trying to live in because, because I don't have the antidote for myself, but, um, this is what Asaph says that the antidote was. He says, uh, when I understood all this, it troubled me deeply till I entered the sanctuary of God, and then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground and you cast them down to ruin. How suddenly they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. They are like a dream when one awakes. When you arise, Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. And there's a couple of things that I want us to notice there. Says the sanctuary of God for him that probably would for Asaph that probably would have meant the actual literal temple going up to the temple and and participating in the temple rituals with uh, his people his family his friends and all of that um, so so that's part of it it could be entering into a church but it also could be. You know, Paul says that that, that, that that our body is the temple. It could be, you know, for, for us in this in the new world, in what way I take it, it's like to be in the presence of God, which I can be in the presence of God uh, like anywhere in a locality. It's a pl- like a, in any geographic location. It's a place that you get to in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit by encountering Almighty God, by, by inviting by stepping into God's invitation to being in, in his presence. And, and, and even if you're not a person who believes in God, or I think you can understand the idea of like, uh, uh, of being in a place of, of focus and, uh, and, and attentiveness where you begin to see and think and hear clearly. And so that's the first thing it's uh, th- that I notice is, is just that, that, Entering into the the sanctuary of God is the first step in in disengaging and breaking free of kind of the 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 the, the just the the stream of, of lies and nonsense and 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 frustration and anger and and misguided emotion that can come from just scrolling your uh, social media feeds. But second, uh, and I love this because it makes a, a certain class of Christian very uh, frustrated. He celebrates that God places 
the wicked on slippery ground and casts them down to ruin. You know, that they're going to trip and fall. How completely they are destroyed and completely swept away by terrors. They're like a dream when one awakes, you despise them as fantasies. You get to, he says, he can rejoice in the downfall of his enemies. You know, like that's, that's, uh, that, that, oh, right. This isn't going to last very long. That, that the, the, the person who is like, the charlatan who is succeeding now will not succeed forever. The predator that and bully that is winning now will not win forever. And it's okay to be happy about that. This weird thing happens in Christian circles anyway, where we're all supposed to be more holy than the Bible, where we're all supposed to be uh, completely loving. And, and even when the wicked are cast down, like even when people who have bullied us, even when people who have like destroyed other people, we're all supposed to be like, uh, unhappy or and, and and like and and sympathetic and sad when they finally get thrown away and and Psalms just completely blows that out of the water. It's like no, actually we're gonna be happy uh, when these people are are thrown down and we're gonna laugh at them and uh, and we're gonna say I told you so and we're gonna spend some time in that moment because that is a very human moment and uh, we should be able to 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 spend some time there without feeling bad about ourselves. And if you're one of those. Christians who who is like well I'm uncomfortable with that because like I I, I feel like uh, uh, I feel like uh, because of what Jesus has done that 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 I it's always bad to 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 feel good about the downfall of the bullies all I have to say is um and I want to put this as politely as possible fuck you um why are you trying to be holier than the Bible and in all honesty I don't believe it I think you're kind of full of shit. Uh, so, uh, the text says, surely you place them on slippery ground and you cast them down to ruin. How suddenly they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. And then what we're left with is not just like joy at the other's downfall, but also joy at restoring to us what is important. You know, and Asaph continues, I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with counsel. And afterwards you will take me into glory. Who am I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I think this is the place where I'm struggling and trying to live right now that if Christianity holds any consolation it's in this it's that in a world filled with chaos we know how the story ends that God has told us that the story ends well that it ends with justice that it ends with hope that it ends with uh, the bullies being cast down and receiving their justice while the victims are lifted high and receiving their justice uh and ultimately this is all found in in god loving us and doing what is in accordance with his character that's the consolation that we have is that this victory has already been won and we are merely waiting for it to happen and we can work for it to happen because we know that success is guaranteed this is the challenge because my personal inclination 
is not to live in this trust, but to live in the confusion of the first 14 verses of this poem. Um, but what is wise and what is good and what is better is to live in the last four, five, six verses of this poem. Um, so yeah, this is a, you know, that's the challenge. There's nothing new under the sun. And, and, and I just wanted to, I don't, like, I don't know if anybody is, if any of you are into hip hop, um, I'm a big Run the Jewels fan. Killer Mike follows me on Twitter. I follow Killer Mike on Twitter. He doesn't know who I am, but we have interacted on Twitter a couple of times. And uh, Psalm 73 sounds a lot to me like uh, the song 2100 from the, the Run the Jewels 3 album. And, uh, you know, and I, and, and I love LP's last verse, which sounds a lot, an awful lot like first Corinthians 13. Um, and this is what LP says in verse, uh, in his final verse from 2100, he says, I don't know what it really means to be right or what a joy it'd be to see some peace in this life. And it occurs to me that we ain't even seeing it right here in the dark, hoping just to see a beam of the light. And that sounds an awful lot like first Corinthians 13, where Paul says, now we see through the glass darkly. You know, now we know in part, but then we will know in full. So I guess the consolation is on the this short one, even as we talk about um, a world gone insane, frankly, or what feels like a world gone insane most of the time, that it's okay for us to notice <laughs> that the wicked seem to be doing pretty well. There seem to be a lot of charlatans that are doing pretty well. It's uh, it's okay for us to notice that if that feels like it's the reality. We're not crazy that that is the reality, but it's the reality temporarily. Um, we need to know the consequences for ourselves that if we spend a lot of time focusing only on the success of the wicked, that we're going to fail at, at doing and being what we have called to do, be. And that um, the success of the wicked is fragile. And it's okay to look forward to that. That there is a time coming when justice will be done. And those who are taking advantage of other people, those who are bullying other people, those who are profiting off the pain of other people, are justice is going to be done one way or the other. So uh, listen around the jewels. Read your Bibles. And uh, maybe take some solace in that. We'll be back next week with some guests. Mm -hmm.